You're listening to the Fly the W670 podcast, and as we promised you from the start of this podcast, we were not only going to talk about Cubs baseball, we're going to talk about the minor leagues, keep you informed on some of the guys that may be coming up sooner rather than later as part of the next great or good Cubs team. At this point, we'd even take good. So it's our pleasure to bring in Max Toma, the voice of the South Bend Cubs. Next up on Fly the W, I'm joined by the voice of the South Bend Cubs, Max Toma. Max, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? Uh, good. I, I actually saw your boss. I saw Andrew Berlin at the Field of Dreams game, one of the great, great owners of minor league baseball. Uh, I did, so it was fun seeing him down there. Uh, yeah, he's always a blast to talk to. Can I, can I ask you, how was the Field of Dreams? Oh, man, it, it, was, it was everything you could wish for and more, man. I... I, I it's hard to describe in words. It's one of those things that you just tell people, man, you just had to have seen it. You just had to have been there because there's no amount of pictures. I've looked at the pictures. I've watched it on TV, on DVR. Nothing does it justice, man. It was just so much fun. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously the result aside, I mean, the trip's got to be amazing either way, but the result obviously helps. That had to be one heck of a trip. Yeah, it definitely was worth it. So we 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 had some fun, and and that was the funny thing is just like you bump into everybody that you bumped into seemed to be somebody like that, whether an ex player or you know team owners, front office. There's so many people because it was such a tiny venue. You know what I mean? Eight thousand people. Yeah, it's such a it's such an intimate crowd of you know important and loud people, uh, uh, really. <laughs> but it was definitely exciting. So last time uh, we talked about the South Bend Cubs. I talked uh, in the first half a little bit and it was a really good team, but kind of still trying to find their way. Things have changed for the South Bend Cubs since the last that we talked about them. Uh, Tell us what's been going on in the second half so far. Uh, I mean, well, first off, I would just start with, yeah, I mean, we've had like pretty much the youngest team in the league, almost the entirety of the season. Um, And, you know, you can't expect, you know, 20 and 21 year olds to go out there every day, you know, when they're just starting off at this level and just pick up where they left off and, you know, in low A in Myrtle Beach or, you know, in a rookie affiliate in Arizona. Uh, But a lot of these young guys have just really figured things out and are starting to really put it together on both sides of the ball. You know, our offensive numbers have really picked up in the second half. We've been in first place in the second half for over a month now. I I think it's been 33 days that we've been holding first place. Uh, It's a tight race now. We're, We're up, you know, just one game, but. Our rotations had, you know, a huge influx of new guys from Myrtle Beach. We basically now have the Myrtle Beach rotation at the beginning of the season. Um, and these guys have just been as good as advertised and better. I mean, Porter Hodge and Luis Devers have just been, especially Luis Devers, he has just been almost like untouchable every single time he has pitched for us so far. Yeah, it's fun to watch because, you know, when I when I came down to throw that first pitch in April – God, it was so cold, but yeah. you know, it was April <laughs> baseball, baby. You never, you, you never know. You never know, but it was a completely different rotation. You know, you had Jordan Wicks and DJ Hurst and all those guys now are in Tennessee. But like you said, you have guys like Devers and Porter Hodge coming up and picking things up, but you talked a little bit about the tightness of the race. Explain to the listeners what minor league postseason baseball is like. I think your last home game is, Right around September 11th, September 12th, right around there? Uh, our last game of the year is on September 11th. Our last home game is, is a week prior on September 4th. We, we actually finished on the road uh, at Cedar Rapids. So, you know, it's worked differently in the past. It worked differently last year, and it's changed again this year. But basically, there's, you know, two halves to the season. There's two divisions. If you win your division in the first half, you clinch a playoff spot. So two teams clinched. Uh, Great Lakes, uh, you know, on the other side from us. 
And then Cedar Rapids clinched on our side on the West Division. Uh, and then, you know, it's the winner of the second half as well. So it's a four-team playoff. You play the team in the playoff from your side. So there's a decent chance that we finish the year actually playing Cedar Rapids uh, in the regular season. And then if we make the playoffs, turn around, we'd face them uh, immediately afterward as well. Wow. So right now, Beloit is on they're, – they're, they're nipping at your heels one game back. Yeah, and we got the uh, we got the series of the year because we're we're welcoming Beloit to town starting tomorrow. Uh, you know, Tuesday to Sunday series here at South Bend. You know, we have more home wins than any team in the league uh, throughout the entirety of the season, and it's been like that for a long time. These guys have just played their best baseball in front of the home crowd and uh, at Four Winds Field in downtown South Bend. So uh, we're pumped. You know, six game set. You know, a huge chance to kind of you know separation between us and Beloit and Wisconsin, who's only three games back too. Yeah, it's just an exciting race. Who right now has really kind of been care, you know, helping this team? Who's who's hot right now for the South Bend Cubs during this stretch that we should be looking at? Uh, well, during this stretch, I mean, we've had a lot of guys just, you know, had just scorching hot stretches throughout the season. Um, I mean, you know, Hendrick Pinango, the first three and a half weeks of July might have been the best minor league baseball player around. Um, but right now, Luis Verdugo has really stepped into his own. You know what you're going to get from him day in and day out defensively. He's got an incredible glove at third base. His arm is second to none, I think, in the league at third. But, I mean, he's been on base now 21 games in a row, which is the longest streak we've had on the team this year. He just snapped Alexander Canario's 20-game streak on, uh, on Sunday in our last game yesterday. Um, and Verdugo has just picked it up tremendously. He's starting to hit the ball over the wall, too. He's got five homers this year. Almost all of them have come in the last couple of months. Three of them have been over this stretch. Um, Luis Verdugo's moved up in the lineup, and, you know, him amongst the lineup of a guy like Yel Hendrick Pinango, Owen Casey, Pete Crow Armstrong, and Jordan Wogu. Uh, I mean, it's a real deep lineup. There's not really a weakness you could point out to, especially with down towards the bottom of the order. You know, Pablo Allendo is hitting well over, you know, 330 in the last month and a half now since July 1st. He's been just crushing it. Talk to me about Pablo Allendo a little bit, just in, in case people don't know. Catcher. Yeah, Pablo, yeah, 21-year-old catcher from Venezuela. I mean, this is one of those guys where it's like, you know, baseball aside, I hope you get the chance to just meet him and talk to him. Um, when we talk to kids who are, you know, running camps in the area and whatnot, hey, do you have a favorite player on the team? It's always Pablo Allendo. This guy just brings so much joy to the ballpark every day. He's always got a smile and door on his face. It doesn't matter how he's playing. It doesn't matter how the team is playing. Uh, fortunately, both have been playing very well, so he's even extra happy, but – uh, the energy that Pablo brings to the ballpark every day is second to none. Uh, his club behind the plate, you know, his, you know, calling games behind the dish is great. And yeah, he's really starting to swing it too. Yeah. You know, it seems like, it, it seemed like there was all, you know, we were talking about just struggle as far as not a lot of depth in the catching position in the Cubs organization. And now you're looking at Aliendo, you're looking at Ballesteros and then don't forget Miguel Amaya is back. And all of a sudden this position that looked like it was kind of, you know, struggling for the Cubs is now, starting to come a little bit through a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's great to see Amaya back healthy. Uh, Pablo's certainly coming into his own this year. You know, he's been with us the whole the whole season so far. And then you got great depth at the position. And I, I think almost every team has a few catchers that, you know, are learning from each other. You look at a guy like, you know, we have Casey Opitz, you know, a top 10 round pick from last year out of Arkansas. Uh, there's not a better defensive catcher on the system than Casey Opitz. Uh, this guy is just absolutely elite and incredible behind the plate. And I'm sure that he is having a profound impact on Pablo as well with just his ability to receive the baseball and call a game. Now, in the first half, you had just a phenomenal outfielders in general, and then you add PCA in the mix. 
So you heard all the chatter, you know, coming up from Myrtle Beach and all that stuff. To you, what, what do you see when you watch Pete Crow Armstrong on a day-in, day-out basis? Um, I mean, when I see him in the outfield, what, what I see is electricity. I mean, he makes the ballpark look small as a defender, which not many people do, you know, maybe offensively, there's some guys who can just knock the ball way out of the park to make a park look small, but it's hard to find green grass in the outfield. If you hit the ball to center, you know, even to a gap, because he's going to track everything down and he's going to look as smooth as possible doing it. I mean, it's got to be really frustrating to be an opposing outfielder and just watch how easy he makes every single play look. And then you look at him and you wouldn't expect him to have a cannon, but he's just got an absolute howitzer of an arm. So you know you're going to get, I mean, top-of-the-line defense, like future gold glover potential kind of defense from him in center, uh, which has just been incredible. I think this guy will make, you know, full sprint behind the back catches on the wall, like, you know, at the warning track in BP. But uh, the offense, I mean, we knew it was going to be good. We, we watched him play for a few months in Myrtle Beach this year. Um, but I, I think with a 20-year-old promoted from low A to high A, you, ex you expect there to be kind of a learning curve. And, and we didn't really see that learning curve. Um, he's been just absolutely great at the top of the order. Talk about a spark plug. Uh, you know, he got on base to lead off the game yesterday, stole second, stole third. He's got lethal speed. He's got great range defensively, great jumped off the ball. And uh, I, I think if you asked anybody in the Cubs farm system about Pete this year, what they would be most surprised with is they probably didn't expect the level of power we're seeing. Um, I mean, he is driving the ball all over the field. It's been really impressive. So I got to ask, you guys are going to have some games on marquee coming up shortly, correct? You and Brennan King, right? Yeah, we have. Uh, we actually have four in a row coming up here, Wednesday, Ooh. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And, and so for you, how exciting is it to realize that, you know, it's, it's not on a, some internet stream link or something? Like you're, on, you're in the big show right there. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's obviously a thrill. Uh, we are just honored that Marquis asks, you know, all, all the affiliates of the Cubs. Other teams just don't do this. And, you know, the Cubs have such a good minor league system to put a spotlight on. And, and Marquis is doing such a stellar job of doing that. I mean, they just did the Road to Wrigley show on Friday. Um, but to see, you know, showcased in Myrtle Beach and South Bend and Tennessee and Iowa is a thrill. Um, and I think if you talk to any affiliate, if you talk to people at Marquee, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to find an ex more exciting team than what we have in South Bend right now. We've had, you know, eight to 10 top 30 prospects really the entirety of the season. Um, and we don't try to do too much on Marquee. Um, we try to act like, you know, every single game we do is a TV game. And we try not to, you know, reach too high and too far and do something that we're not capable of. Um, but, you know, we practice things. We try to install new things prior uh, and then work on stuff. And we perform you know, a, a great production, a great show. And they really just put it up on a tee for BK and myself. Our production team is just fantastic. They make our lives very easy day to day. It's, it's gotta be fun to think like, wow, I, you know, the amount of eyes that get to see you guys on the TV, it's just gotta be, you almost got to pinch yourself, but you guys have had a few games on. So you guys are, you're, you guys are regulars now. No worries. Right. Yeah. And you know, actually we're, we're undefeated on marquee. Uh, we've got a couple walk-offs. We've got a couple shutouts. Um, so we're, we're, harp, we're hoping that people watching Marquee and that, you know, Marquee Sports Network themselves are seeing like, Hey, like, look, look what South Bend's doing. You know, we're, uh, we're undefeated on the network and we're producing some fun games. And Max, I mean, I'm sure you, on Twitter, I always put the future looks bright Cub fans because as, as, the, as the big league product has not looked good, it, the minors have been a completely different story. And so, you know, I always tell people don't really focus too much on Iowa because there's always a lot of craziness going on with that. But if you take a look at, at Myrtle Beach, at you guys, at Tennessee, I mean, it's 
this is exciting stuff going on right here. And, and it wasn't too long ago that South Bend did win a championship. So it would be, it would be fun to go on another run, you know? Yeah. I mean, the, the future down this pipeline is looking awfully bright. Um, I mean, yeah, any triple A team is, is a little bit hard to judge. Cause a lot of those are just, you know, guys who could replace potentially injured guys or traded guys or, you know, what have you. But I mean, Myrtle Beach really from the jump this year, it feels like has had one of, if not one of the top five records in minor league baseball the entire season. Uh, and they have just been destroying the Carolina League. Um, we had just, I mean, on paper, when we got our roster this year, we were like, is this official? Like, this is going to be incredible. <laughs> and they're like, you know, it's not official yet. It goes official. We got everybody that we thought we were going to get and more. Um, we were just so thrilled. And the team is just, you know, gelled so well well together I, I think anybody can look at stats and look online and look at the standings but this team's also just a blast like these guys are just a thrill to go work with every day uh, they're playing so well and then it feels like in the last month man whenever I check the double like the Tennessee Smokies box scores it's like okay who didn't homer today because Canario and Perlaza are pretty much a lock to do something interesting <laughs> Jake Slaughter had that like best stretch of baseball I've ever seen um, I know Jensen's been pitching really well of late you know Jordan Wicks has been incredible since he got moved up the last few weeks. Uh, Tennessee's been phenomenal. And you know that so many of these guys are just a couple of years away. And Cubs are being, you know, patient, I think, with a lot of players. But um, it's been a lot of fun to watch. And I I'm, I'm excited to watch these next couple months. And I really want to see if Matt Mervis makes his MLB debut this year. That's definitely something I'm keeping an eye on. Now, you guys always, like I said, I went down in April. And it was just the whole ball experience at South Bend was just so much fun. And you guys have a bunch of promotions coming up, including an old Cub alumni who's going to be heading back to South Bend. Tell us about that. Oh, yeah. How much fun is it going to be to have, you know, Carrie Wood out here on August 31st? You know, especially, you know, how about spicing up a Wednesday at the ballpark? You know, he's doing a VIP meet and greet. He's going to be signing autographs for, you know, about an hour. Uh, uh, talk about a legend. Uh, I mean, I think I'm as excited as any fan would be just to talk to him and meet him. Um, that's going to be just so much fun to have. And it's great for him to come out there, you know, make the long drive here and come experience a game. And I, I know we're thrilled to have him. Now I'm, I'm curious here. I, I actually saw Kerry at the field, of dreams game and had a chance to talk to him. He's just one of the greatest dudes ever. And, and I don't know, man, it just takes me, it's, it's hard to believe, you know, 20 years has passed, you know, it, it's time flies, man. But do you think, like, when you've got a guy like Kerry Wood, and I know you've had other players down there this season, especially with someone like Kerry Wood, who, who's maybe a little bit more fresh in the mind of some yeah. of these young kids. But I just wonder, does he talk to any of the pitchers, like pull them aside or, or maybe kind of spend a little time just kind of meeting guys? And, and, and you know, I, I just keep thinking, like, how cool would it be, like, for Kerry Wood? I would love to be, like, seeing Kerry Wood shake hands with Cole Franklin or something. You know what I mean? Um, like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we, and we had Jody Davis out earlier this year. I know he was on the field and did an interview. I don't know if he got to talk to players, but I, I get exactly where you're coming from in terms of the, you know, I grew up watching Kerry Wood. Um, you know, anybody on this team grew up and was either watching Kerry. I mean, they were watching Kerry Wood and they certainly knew who he was and knew his stuff and what he was capable of. Um, Hey, I'll let you know if, if we get a picture of him with Cole Franklin or him with, you know, people with any pitchers or anybody down in the field, I, I'll certainly make sure. One, we're going to share it no matter what, but I'll share it with you as well because uh, I would love to see that side. I, I don't know. You never know what to expect when guys are coming. Because, Max, you know, from spring training and stuff like that, that, that's kind of the coolest thing is sometimes they get these veterans to come out and 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 talk to these young kids. And it's I love seeing the the alumni return and especially the roots, you know what I mean, to come back oh, and, yeah. and, and kind of, you know, 
help out any way they can. And, and it's, I remember just Kerry Wood just throwing absolute heat and, and it's not fair to, you know, compare him to anybody, but just like, you know, when I see some of the guys lighting up the gun at, at, at South Bend, I'm like, Oh man, you know, Kerry yeah. Wood just kind of pops right into my head, you know? Well, it's, it's also different, you know, you know, how many, I mean, we play 132 games over the course of many months, you know, plus spring training, you know, plus the fall. I mean, these guys are hearing, you know, similar things from, you know, the same types of guys the entire season, right? They're hearing it from teammates. They're hearing it from coaches they work with throughout the entire year. But, you know, how about a former big leaguer who's been there, who's done that, and who's competed and done it, you know, at the very top level of the MLB? Um, I think, you know, just hearing it from a different voice, from a different perspective, uh, from a guy that, you know, anybody who's pitching on this team would love to emulate, obviously, even if your stuff isn't similar and you pitch differently, uh, you know, or what have you. I mean, who wouldn't love to just, you know, be a fly on the wall and, and listen in and just learn? And, you know, some it, the best times are when, you know, you see players, minor league players who are highly tied to prospects uh, being quiet because there's there's somebody there who's just a, a living legend that they can just learn from. Yeah. And so it's just there's, a, I, there's just so much going on. Again, the South Bend Cubs have a one game lead over Beloit, huge home stand coming up four oh, games in a row in Marquis. So if you can't make it down there at least, at least head over to watch on Marquee and, and take a look at the stuff that Max and I have been talking about and other people as well, Lance Brozdowski, uh, you know, Greg Huss, all the people that we, you know, we've had a lot of people on the show and really kind of trying to, to, to get people to realize that there is a plan. It's coming into place. It sucks that we have to go through this rebuild right now, but I have a feeling that, in, in my opinion, Max, I feel like the player development has improved since the last great Cubs team. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, the, the name of the game right now is just patience, you know, sit, sit back and wait, um, you know, and just it, it's coming. The good times are ahead, and I think they're closer than uh, they would appear. Max, I it's appreciate- like the, it's like the uh, it's like it's like the rear view mirror. You know, it's like it, it's closer than it actually does appear. Trust me, it's, it's coming down the line sooner than you think. Well, I appreciate you hopping on. I will be tuning in and watching. I hope that you and BK have a great call. I hope you have exciting games. And, I, and I'm, I, I'm really, really cheering for this team to go far in the postseason. Hey, we're hoping to see you again soon. Absolutely, my friend. You take care. Okay, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you too.